This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLarenvale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLarenvale wine region. Good morning, I'm Jill Gordon-Smith and this is the McLarenvale Crop Watch and I'm here as always with James Hook. Morning James. Morning Jill. So James has taken me to two vineyards this morning that aren't very far from each other but they are far apart in terms of how they're looking. Yeah, I mean we're recording this on the last day of summer and it's been a, a very challenging season and in that first vineyard I showed you um, it's showing the effects of that challenge. So we're really seeing yellowing of leaves and the vine is shutting down. You said to me it looks like it's April. It, it does look like it's April. Except it still has fruit on it. It does, and that fruit is looking like it's going to be uh, a bit of a challenge to yeah. ferment this year. So where where we're sitting is um, we're five days into a what they forecast to be an eight-day heat wave. So something like 2008. It's been likened to 2008. Um and what you're seeing is that those vines are really under stress. The first vineyard, the fruit, possibly by the end of this, this heat wave, could be 16, 17 by May. And the, the leaves are just uh, um, gone straight into autumn um, and they will fall off very quickly after harvest. So we're looking at defoliation um, very quickly. So what do you suggest that people do? The vineyard we're in at the moment looks very different and we can see that there's been undervine mulching, there's been a cover crop, and what's very interesting is you pointed out to me the, the watering here. So yeah. you said that people really need to consider what they're going to do with their water allocation at the moment. Yeah, I, this, this vineyard, they, uh, have a, they have inline drippers and they have a, an emitter every metre, so they're getting very efficient water. Um, whereas it's more like a sausage of water on the ground instead of just a big puddle that evaporates away. Like you actually get some infiltration here. That first vineyard we looked at has an old-fashioned irrigation system. It's probably not in very good condition anymore. Um, and whilst they're still the same age, this vineyard's had an upgrade, whereas that, that first vineyard hasn't. It's still in the. It's still just got running on 30-year-old irrigation system. And you can really see the difference between the two vineyards. Yep. Uh, now, for... Yeah, for uh, this season, um, it's very important to use your water allocation now while it's dry. Uh, vines, if they're allowed to go two or three weeks after post-harvest in a dry condition, you may see some run-along effects. We, uh, we spend a lot of time worrying about the season up until we get the crop off, but that post-harvest season is very important as well. There's a big difference between an autumn where the soil is bone dry and it's 35 degrees versus an autumn where it's cool and the showers and rain. So what in that first vineyard we looked at, obviously there is going to be some problems with nutrition. So what do you suggest people do? Well, what, what's happening in a good, good post-harvest shutdown, nutrient will move from the leaves go into the, the um, pipework of the vine and be transferred into um, the roots. And when I say nutrition, I'm meaning the main nutrients, you know, carbon, phosphorus, nitrogen, potassium, are all going to be broken down and put back into the, into the roots for next season. If your vines defoliate very soon after harvest, that process doesn't occur. And so it's, it's a bit like a crash course, a crash diet, like this poor nutrition for the next season so poor energy yeah so your your vines are going to feel the effect of 
this hard, tough season next year. Whereas in a vineyard like what we're looking at at the moment, where they've taken very good care of it, that effect will be much, much less. So this season, though, probably the major issue is going to be in the winery, two things. One, this harvest, I think we, or you suggested it was going to be a little bit later than it is now, and now we're going to be picking as much as we can of the Vale very, very quickly. So how much do you think we actually have off now? Uh, possibly 20% now. Um, so, so I made a big gaffe in the last uh, last podcast, which I have to apologise for. We only recorded 14 days ago, and I was we were up, optimistic Things have really changed. Yeah, the vines uh, in the last five days have done the equivalent of two or three weeks worth of ripening, which means you, you now have a huge amount of fruit all ready to be picked. It is, because I noticed that flavour came in really quickly. Now, I wanted to pick some grapes on Sunday, and I can't get winery space, and I'm supposed to be an expert. And that's going to be a really big issue because everything is coming in really quickly, so it's going to be that overflow in the winery. Yeah. So I'd love to sit down and actually work out uh, how much of McLaren Vale can be picked in a day in terms of a percentage. I think it's maybe 5%, but I'd love to sort of get Jock Harvey, Richard Leesk, Ben Pridham, um, Daniel Levrenic in a room and say, how much do you think can really be picked in a day? Okay, so what, what's your prediction? Well, if I, if, if I, think, if I say 5 and I'm saying that maybe 20%'s picked now, still 80% to be picked. Uh, yeah, so do the math, I'm saying 40 days. And we don't actually have 40 days because this is really compacting. Yeah, I, I think that things are you know, going to be in pretty poor condition in 40 days. Yeah, I, I think everyone's gonna have to work it quicker than 5% a day. Yeah, they're really gonna have to hook into it and do it. So that's logistically that causes issues. Well, puts it um, puts ferments under stress. That we were we were saying that conditions have been very tough in the vineyard. And they're also equally tough for yeast in a ferment. The nutrient that I'm talking about being important, you know, cycling um, for post harvest and cycling for next season is equally important in the fruit in the ferment. So there's going to be. Um maybe some issues with stuck ferments stuck ferments that happened in 2008 a lot of that um, was shown to be a problem with these extended heat waves is just poor condition in the ferment leading you know you're dealing with probably high sugar levels as well the fruits coming in it's often coming in hot as well so we've noticed what lessons have we learned from 2008 that we can actually bring forward to this harvest well i i think we've been talking about them through the the season and it's 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 difficult to deal with air temperature. You are stuck with that air, with your air temperature. Um, you can't change varieties very easily. The first podcast we talked about the importance of Grenache, and I, I made a mistake in that one as well. I said that Merlot and Grenache were about the same importance in terms of area in McLaren Vale. Well, I was right five years ago, but now Merlot's dropped away because it, of its performance. And it's a hard sell. Yeah. And Grenache has kicked on a little bit, so it's now 6% of the area. But we're not going to see Grenache being 30% of the area anytime soon. Um, so you can't change varieties, can't change air temperature. The only thing we can change is the way we handle the ground and the soil. So irrigation, timing, amount, system, uh, ground cover, mulch. Um, that's... I've, 
been talking about it three or four times this year because it's if this weather is going to happen more often then we're going to have to adjust what we do and I think we noticed when we took the temperatures between a vineyard that had had mulch and cover crop compared to a vineyard that was just bare yeah, there was a massive 20, 20 degree difference, difference. yeah and that you're seeing that at the moment if people are able to keep their temperatures down and keep their fruit hydrated it's not going to race to 15 16 17 bone rate so we, we've started off the week with some cool temperatures so this morning last night was fairly cool this morning was fairly cool that sun's starting to bite now we know that we're going to get really high think, overnight temperatures on Friday. Next three days are meant to be over 25 at night. So I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that we do still get the cooling nights. Um, when you have those very hot nights, the, the acid in the fruit degrades very quickly, very, very quickly, and, and the bone may spike. They just shoot through the roof. So there's still been, we're still going to get some great fruit, though. Oh, I mean, we always, a lot always of, do. We yeah. always do, and yeah. I think, you know, a lot of... Uh, that has been picked has got some great flavour, um, some good acidities. It's this week we didn't expect these three weather incidents we've had this harvest have really impacted. Yeah, well, the first incident was the uh, storm Storms which and dropped wind. dropped yield, and um, I was right with that prediction. Absolutely I think right. we're clearly twenty percent down, and and a lot of the a lot of the uh, a lot of that was lost in that first storm but we were pretty lucky though because we didn't get rain incidents after no. that so there wasn't the splitting that you I, thought might I forecast splitting but that didn't happen because summer was so dry so be thankful for the dry summer absolutely that, that worked at least in our favor um, and then we talked about the January 24th the peak temperature leading to bunch stem necrosis and that also dropped a percentage of the crop for people um, but in an inconsistent way the storm was a bit more universal. It sort of affected everyone to a greater or lesser degree. The, the heat damage is very patchy. Absolutely. And now we've... Now we're in the week, last phase. The yeah. last phase this week. So we're getting a compacted vintage now. Compressed, harvest, logistical pressure, uh, high bone rate. And so pressure's in the winery as well. The, there are things that, you know, there, there's a big general take-home message um, is, is that you... It can be a bit daunting to face this kind of weather and you think, what can you do? Um, but it's really good time to go and actually look at vineyards subjectively and say, this vineyard is going very well. I brought you to a vineyard that's going oh, very well. and this vineyard looks amazing. Um, but there might be parts of other vineyards or other vineyards that are not going very well. So look at those and identify what's wrong because in the future that's not going to get better it's not going to fix itself and there's some tools that are available so photogrammetry remote sensing satellite imagery now will pick up um, variation in vineyards uh, there's that's been the biggest change in probably the last four or five years is you can get that data and it's quite and you can get quite it quite cost quickly effective and quickly yeah so it's we're not we're not passengers um, we're sort of stuck growing the varieties we're growing and we're stuck with the air temperature but we can change the ground temperature and we can change the way we irrigate and i think this is really evident in how they've irrigated this vineyard yeah you're saying it's I, a meter apart i'd love to make wine out of this vineyard if only i could afford it i know i'm eating the fruit and the fruit uh, tastes pretty amazing they might kick us out of here if we, we're eating too much affect their yield yeah so um any other advice james well i think let's catch up in let's catch up in at the end of harvest and we'll talk about uh yeah did how did grenache fare is is it a good is it a good solution 
Um, and then maybe I'll, I'll find you some maps. I'll, I'll get some satellite imagery oh, and show you that. We, yeah. can, we can do that easily. Yeah. yeah, and we can look at, perhaps if I get satellite imagery of the vineyards we've looked at together. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And I have a photogrammetrist in the house. Well, so you, know. Yeah, you know all about it. All right. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, James. And everybody stay safe. Stay hydrated. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the McLarenvale Grape Wine and Tourism Association, supporting growers in the McLarenvale wine region.